for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Well, all right, who's here for the first time today? Anybody here for the first time today? Amen. Let's welcome them. Yeah. Let's, let's do what we always do. We have them come down and tell us about themselves. Just kidding. Just kidding. Relax. They're about to jet. They were going to head to the door. It's all right. Relax. We love you. We're just going to put something in your hands. That's it. Amen. Amen. We're packing out. It's good to be in the house of the Lord together, isn't it? I just want to, I want to thank all the, all the moms and dads and everybody that just comes out and, and just brings their kids. The, the children's ministry is doing incredible things. Isn't it awesome to see them just worshiping and dancing and singing? And, and you got some of the pictures watching them in class as they learn and, and just get, get brought up in the Lord. Amen? Well, all right. Who's excited about the Word of God this morning? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have our children with us. Um, we normally have children's church for them, but we're going to have them with us today just to give all of our children's workers a break. Amen? So that they could just sit in the service with us today. So if you guys would just make yourselves comfortable, lean on in and, and just get excited about the Word of God. I, wanna he- I want us every, every Sunday to just hear from the Father heart of God. Not from me, not from any other speaker, but just to hear from the Father heart of God. Amen? And so today I want you to hear the Father's heart through the voice and heart of a mommy. Amen? We have a special treat. Would you bring up our children's minister, Melissa? Would you come back? Amen. Good morning, everybody. Wow, there was only a few people here when I first got here. (laughs) Well, this morning I have a profound question to ask you. Are you ready? You're ready. And it's this. Are you my mother? No, I'm serious. That's my question for you today. Are you my mother? Where's Jennifer? Because I really got to ask her that. Are you my mother, Jennifer? You'll see why in a minute. As I was preparing for this Mother's Day sermon, the only thing that kept popping into my head is that little story. I don't know if you've read it. It's by P.D. Eastman. It's a kid's book. And the title of the book is, Are You My Mother? Has any, have any of you heard, seen that, or read that? Okay. It's a famous book. And what happens is in this book, there's a little chick in the egg. And the mother feels it bounce, bounce, and she says, oh, I must go and get food for my, for, my bird, for my baby. So she flies away, and in the middle of it, the bird pops up. The egg hatches. And he says, where is my mother? I know I have one. So he jumps out of the nest, walks, and he proceeds to find his mother, to look for his mom. He asks a kitten. The kitten just stares. He asked the dog, and the dog says, I am not your mother, I am a dog, said the dog. Then he goes to a cow, and the cow says, how can I be your mother? I am a cow, said the cow. Well, to make a long story short, he asks a lot of animals, and finally this excavator thing lifts him up and puts him back in the nest. The mother flies in with the worm, and he says, I know who you are. 
You are not a cat. You are not a dog. You are not a cow. You are not a snort. You are a bird. And you are my mother. Kind of weird, right, for a Mother's Day sermon? You see, when I wanted... I wanted to preach this sermon today for these moms. I wanted you to walk out of here being like Rambo moms. Like, yes, I'm a mother, you know, and I'm going to be the best mother and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's me. I wanted to like really encourage you and you just like, ah, like, have you ever seen those movies? I see like these movies like Wolverine and stuff and I walk out of there. I'm like, you know, I'm like ready to face the world. I like want to be the character. But anyway, that's another story. Those are my issues. But... As I thought about this little bird, I understood why that bird could be confused. You see, he knew he had to have a mother, but the thing is he didn't know what the connection was. So he was looking through all the different animals and different things. And I think if he had stopped at the, at the sheep and said, are you my mother? The sheep said, yeah, bah, I'm your mother. It would have been fine. He would have found that connection. But what I found even more interesting is that the animals could never even conceive that they could be that mother. They never even thought about it. None of them even said, oh, this poor little chick is alone looking for its mother. Let me take him in. No, they knew, they couldn't even conceive that this connection could be different. Didn't have to be exactly the qualities that made them a a cow or a bird. And this morning I challenge you and I ask you, are you my mother? Can we think outside of a box? Because, you know, today, many of us have mothers that maybe weren't what that word means. You know what I mean? I think there are many mothers out there who are basically just egg donors. They're, they're, the, they're the vehicle that a child is produced, but they do nothing of what a mother should do. So I want to encourage you today, if you've had one of those mothers that you have a mother in this church here today, okay? So I looked at that, co- that question, then I started to think, well, God, what is a mother? What is a mom? And if I think of my mom, that's the first place I looked, right? When we say, are you my mother? If you were to look at my mom, you would say, of course, that's her mother. They look alike, they talk alike. And you see, I, I'm so proud to have a mom like I did. You see, I wanted her to bring her here. I wanted her, do we have to change this? Okay, I wanted to see if, if I, I wanted to bring her up and say, Mom, just preach the sermon. You see, my mom, I find, she's my hero. I wanted her to be here, and I wanted to say, Mom, I love you. I adore you. You are the best thing that happened in my life. Because my mom didn't have it easy. I think of my mom and all odds against her, raised by a single mother. They had to send her brother away because her mother couldn't afford to take care of both of them. So she sent her away. Then my, my grandmother had stepfather after stepfather that abused my mom. My mom gets to the church. She finds the Lord, comes to church all the time by herself from 12 on by herself because someone said, oh, come on in here. She go, knows the Lord, meets my dad. They get married. He cheats on her. She's left alone with two kids, no job. She has to go out and get two jobs to support us. But you know what? I never saw her struggle. I saw a mighty woman of God. A woman that stood and said, though my mother and father forsake me, 
you will not forsake me, my God. I saw a woman that when we didn't have water, she used to pretend it was the pioneer days when we didn't have heat and she would heat up those kettles and, oh, Melissa, this is like it was the old times. And we would like, oh, my, look, we have candles and we have, and it was, she made it a great game. She, I never saw the suffering because she just was such a mom throughout. So I wanted to put her up here, especially as an example to single moms and say, if she can make it, you can make it. And I just, I just love her. And so I said, that's what a mother is. A mother is someone that sacrifices. A mother is someone that loves. A mother is someone that puts herself last, that does whatever it takes to get the job done. And that doesn't mean that she's always liked. Because how many of us know as moms, sometimes we need to say no. You can't. You're punished. That's not safe for you. And we feel like the bad guy. But a mother is someone that does what it takes to raise and grow this child that seems so much bigger than herself. So for me, it was easy. I had a great example. But as I began to think about Mother's Day, my heart began to break. I kept trying to write this Rambo mom sermon, and it wasn't coming out. Because I am a mother. And God began to, to burn in me the sorrows of a mother. I began to think of, how about those kids who've had abusive mothers, who've been abandoned? How about those children who never knew even who their mother were, who were in foster care? How about those kids who grew up with mothers who had addictions and vices, who had mothers who were in jail? How about those people who had a different story? And I said, God, I can't just encourage these biological mothers. See, I like the animals. I was thinking it's just that connection. But God kept pour asking me that question. Are you my mother? Are you my mother? And I'm like, God, what, am I, what are you trying to get at? So he led me to Matthew, verse 12, verses 46 through 50. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, I'll read it for you. Matthew verse 12, 46 to 50, it reads like this. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to them, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mothers here are my brothers for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my mother my brother and my sisters i said oh so not only did pd eastman ask that question god asked that question too who is my mother and we have to understand it sounds kind of rude right his mother is waiting for him do you think i was like was jesus being disrespectful and then i said no I know he respected his mother. Why? Because at the cross when he was dying and Mary was there with Jonathan, the beloved disciples, he said, son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. And it says from that day on, John took Mary and he took care of her. He took her into his home. So Jesus made provision for his mother. Throughout the Bible, if you Google it, honor your mother and father, you will be amazed how many times that comes up with the Bible. 
in the Bible. In fact, it's one of the commandments along, alongside do not murder, do not steal, honor thy mother and father. So I know that Jesus takes this seriously. But in this moment, I think what he was trying to say to his disciples is that while our biological connections are important, there is a higher calling and a higher responsibility. There is a body of Christ and we need to be the mothers and the fathers for the body of Christ. He was saying, you are my mother. We have a connection that's not just biological, but that's spiritual. And it's a call and a challenge to those to go out, to care. Because what's the mother's heart? To care, to love, to protect, to give, to sacrifice, to fight when you need to fight. That's the heart of the father. And that's what God is saying. Are you my mother? Those that follow my word and obey my commands, you are my mother. So this morning, church, I challenge you today. I'm going to be talking about some groups of mothers here in the church. And they need a mom. So husbands, children, single people, married people, today I say, will you be their mother? You know, as I began to think of that, all of a sudden my life made a lot of sense. You all know I was raised in the church. My father had left. It was the big scandal at the time because my father was the pastor's son. So imagine, he had an affair and it was, it was horrible. And my mom stayed and I say it was horrible because while there were people that came around, there were also people that judged and condemned. And I saw my mother walk in there with her heart head held high because she knew the God that she served. She knew her heart and she was going to pray and she trusted and believed for so long. But other things made sense to me in that scripture because you see, I think of when I first gave my life to the Lord and I was scared. I was, I think, 11 and I was sitting with my friend Rosalind and her mother and when the altar call came and they said, who wants to know Jesus? The woman that was by my side was not my mother. It was Monin. And I said, will you walk me up there? Will you go with me? And she took my hand and she said, yes, I'll go with you. And she walked me to the altar. She put her arm around me. I mean, I, I think she gave me like this bear hug. I could barely breathe. And she began to pray. But I'm not talking about a little Mickey Mouse prayer. I'm talking about the prayer that only a mother over a child could pray. And she began to scream and cry out to the Lord and say, God, she's making a choice to live for you. So protect her, be with her, guide her, strengthen her. I think they could have heard her all the way to the back. And maybe God showed her something that I didn't know that day, that a Christian life was hard sometimes. But there was a woman that stood in the gap for my mother, who was at the time taking care of my one-year-old brother. She, in that moment, was my mother. I remember the Nilda who had come to my house. And how many know sometimes as a mom, sometimes the laundry's not done. Sometimes the house isn't the neatest. Maybe it's just in my house. But (laughs) sometimes as a working mom, it's hard, right, to get everything done. But you know what Nilda would do? Nilda would come over my house. She would pull her hair in a ponytail. And she'd begin to sweep. And she'd begin to clean. And she'd begin to put everything in order. And once a month, Nilda came over and she cleaned my house. Because isn't that what a mother does? They put things into order. 
and they help. And I can think of countless men, the choir director that picked us up when we didn't have a car and our church was too far. And he picked us up in the car and we would all stuff in there. I mean, I know this is a joke about all the Mexicans in the car and in the apartment, but literally it was like 12 of us in a car. You sit up, you sit back, you sit up, you sit back. And we made it to church. In that moment, that man, he was my mother. He was the vehicle to get to the father. So this morning church, think about what a mom is and think about how you can be a mom to someone sitting beside you. You know, today I have a special heart, as you already know, for moms, right? I have a special, special heart for moms. And I especially have a heart for single moms. Why? Because like I said, I saw my mother cry. I saw my mother weep. I saw my mother pray and struggle. I just want to know, and I'm going to ask you today, if you're here and if you don't, you know, this is not something to shout you out or make you feel bad, but I want the congregation to know that you're here. So I'm going to ask if you are a single mom or if you are a mom that comes to church, but your husband or your partner doesn't come with you, but you bring your kids, I'm going to ask, can you raise your hands today? Okay, church, so look around. And yeah, we can applaud them. You know why? Thank you. Thank you. You know why I applaud you today? I applaud you because you could be anywhere else, but you are bringing your kids into the house of the Lord. And as a mom, I know that it's not easy to get kids ready, to get them dressed, to have the breakfast, to get the car ready, to get to church on time. And I know you're not always the happiest doing it because you get frazzled, but you do it alone. There's no one to help you. So I applaud you because you are bringing the, your kids into the house of the Lord. And I see your struggle, but not because I've lived it. But not only do I see it, one of the most beautiful passages in scripture I want to encourage you with this morning. And it's found in Genesis chapter 16. And it says like, it goes like this. Let's think a minute. It's about Sarah and Abraham. Anybody know them? Sarah could not conceive. She couldn't have a baby. She said, Abraham, go take the servant. Go have a baby with her, and then she'll give it to me. That'll be my baby. So he did. He went with the servant girl. But once she got pregnant, Hagar, Sarah was so jealous and so envious. She got angry, and she said, oh, why did you do this, Abraham? He said, you told me to do it. Do whatever you want with her. Sarah begins to abuse Hagar and mistreat her. And Hagar flees and runs away. And it's in the desert place, in the moment when she's feeling rejected, when she's feeling sad, when she doesn't know even where to go or how she's going to do it, that the angel of the Lord appears to her. And in one of my favorite portions of scripture, he says, do not fear, for God has seen you, and I will make your descendants numerous. You see, just like he had told Abraham about the stars, well, here is God telling the single mother who wasn't even a Christian, an Israelite, I'm going to make you a descendant of many, 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 of generations, of nations. And you know what Hagar said in that moment? She turned and she said, I call you the God who sees me, for I have seen the one who sees me. 
This morning, church, I ask those single mothers to raise their hands because I say you are their mothers. So can we as a church say that we are going to stand in the gap for these moms, that we're going to pray with them? Can we make sure that as they're coming in with their carriages and their loads, that maybe there's some men to meet them by the door to pick up that carrier because it's heavier to help them sit down, maybe give them a ride? Can we make sure that their cupboards are filled so that they don't have to worry about what food their kids are going to eat? Can we maybe provide tutoring because they have too many kids to help with homework? I wanted you to see who they are because more this morning, single mom, I really believe with all my heart that the God that saw Sarah is saying to you, I see you. I hear your cries. You can make it. Just turn to me. Hear my voice. I am the God that sees you. You know, I've got to believe that because my word tells me that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if that's true, then he is still the God that can see you and can deliver you. So church, are we their mother today? We need to encourage them. We need to encourage them. Because I know sometimes not only single moms feel inadequate, but also moms feel inadequate. And maybe this is just me. And if it's just me, well, then it's just me. Maybe you can learn from it. But you know what? Sometimes I don't feel like the best mom in the world. I question my judgment. I question whether I've read enough with them or if I've held them enough or if I've given them enough, or if they're lacking in something, or if I'm keeping them safe. I question that. Anybody else here like that with your kids? Yeah? Okay, good. Because I know that sometimes I know my heart is to be the best mommy that I can be. I want to be super mom. I want to be Rambo mom. Why? Because I have a great lot of love that I just want to pour out on my kids. And I got to tell you, it just doesn't extend to your kids. It extends to my, it extends not only my kids, but it extends to yours because God's giving me this responsibility of children's church. And I got to tell you, it's a heavy one to carry because I pray for your kids every day going to work. That's my prayer time for the children's ministry. And I cry out for them. And just recently I was ready to give up. I said, God, am I really teaching these kids? Are we doing enough? Lord, the world is all around them. Are we making a difference, God? What more can I do? I feel like I don't have enough time. I need to celebrate their birthdays. I need to be at their graduations. I need to pray with them. I need to tell their mothers, hey, be careful what video games and TV shows they're watching. I need to, and I was getting crazed, let alone with my kids. And God said, Mo. My word does say train up a child in the way it should go and they will not depart. But it doesn't say, Melissa, train up all the children in the way it should go. And God kind of relieved me a bit. And he said, that's my job. I'm going to pour my spirit upon thy children. I'm going to teach them to prophesy. But he said, it's also the parent's responsibility. And don't you feel sometimes, even as a spiritual leader, like, aren't you, don't you feel like, God, am I giving them enough of you? Well, today I want to encourage you that the word says that in God, all things are possible. Can we say that together? In God, all things are possible. 
one more time. In God, all things are possible. So he can help you with that homework. He can help you reach to the heart of that problem your child is struggling with. He can help you with those inadequacies you feel. Maybe you feel like your kid is not safe enough or something's wrong. God will be your shelter. God will be your guide because he's promised that he would. So moms today, and I've heard it said over and over again, I feel like the worst mom. I don't know what to do. Well, they don't come with a manual, but God has given us a manual. And I guarantee you that as you begin to, to read this word, that something's going to begin to happen. Those fruits of the spirit of joy and kindness, they're just going to burst forth. So trust in the Lord. Trust in what he's given you. You know, I think about my children and I'm just amazed. You know, many of you know my kids, Hannah and Caleb. And everyone says, oh, Hannah is your mini-me. Hannah, she looks like you. Hannah is your mini-me. But then the other day, my son did something. Caleb did something. And I went, oh, that is so me. And I've wondered about Caleb. I said, oh, God, since Caleb was born, I've had to pray. I prayed that he would walk. I prayed that he would be well. I prayed that God, that Jesus would get him for real. Because Caleb is hard. Caleb has all this energy. He has all these questions. Oh, Lord, does he have all these questions about everything? Well, what was he doing? We're at the stoplight. We're, at the, we're ready to take the bus to school. I'm taking them to school. And all of a sudden, he just starts dancing middle of the street but it wasn't just like uh it was like he's moving his arms and his legs and he's like really into it and the cars are going by and Hannah's like Caleb you're dancing he's like so so and he just started he was having such a good time and I said oh, that's me because I'll do that I'll wrap up here if I have to I like dance and embarrass my kids I like I'll try anything once I want to go zip lining kayaking I'm out there I really am. With all my stuff, I just tell my stuff I'm out there. And I said, God, could it be that you've given me this little guy that I would learn how to harness all that energy, that I would learn how to direct it in the right place? Could it be that that great, great, you know, that spunk that he has will one day touch the hearts of man? I truly believe this mom, morning moms, for all of you who sometimes say, I feel like a horrible mother, I truly believe God's given you something special, that he's given you those children to impart something special into them. So be encouraged. God has given you all the tools that you need. Because today you may say, like the dog, I'm not your mother. What kind of mother am I? I keep failing. I'm not a good example. I, I, I just, I can't get it right. But you know what? Jesus is also a God of forgiveness. You can try every day again. I tell you, was my mom perfect? No, she was not perfect. Sorry, mom, if you hear this, but you weren't. <laughs> she wasn't perfect. In fact, many times I felt that she put everybody else's needs before mine because she was a mother. She just wanted to keep the peace, always wanted to keep the peace. So Melissa, understand, we want to keep the peace. And I did understand. Right now, I told you my mom, I wanted my mom to be here. She can't because my stepfather is gravely ill. And he's waiting for a transplant. He's getting sicker every day. She has a mother's heart. She's with him, taking care of him. So if you could just remember to lift him in prayer. So I challenge you. We have work to do, church. There are a lot of mothers. We have mothers that we need to encourage. When you see a mother doing a good job, say, hey, like the way you did that. that you know, you're right. 
It's okay to say no. I, I, I stand by your decision because we question ourselves sometimes. Well, you know what? There's also a group of people in this church that don't even know that they are mothers. They don't even know it. They're sitting there like I, because I find it ironic that I'm preaching today. I hated Mother's Day for many years. I did, because when I was a kid, I, my mom was a single parent. I didn't have a present to give her. And I felt like such a reject because I loved my mom, but I didn't have anything to give her. So what could I give her? This was our tradition. I'd send out my two-year-old brother to go pick flowers in the yard, and I'd pour a bowl of cereal, and we'd take it to my mom. And to this day, that's one of my mom's favorite memories. But I hated it because all the kids, all the daddies would have presents for the moms, and year after year, my mother had nothing. So I hated it. I hated it as a single adult because they would call all the moms up in church to give them a present, and there I was, the only idiot sitting in the congregation. At least I felt like it. I know there were a few, but in my old church, it seemed like everybody was married and had kids but me. So I hated Mother's Day because I felt like a half woman. I felt like I wasn't important. I did, I felt like a reject. So this morning, I'm gonna ask these people to stand. Candace, Veronica, I'm going to ask Jennifer Ferrer to stand. I'm going to ask, where are, where are the Sunday school teachers who do not have children? If you are a Sunday school teacher and you don't have a child, stand. If you are a teacher in a school and you do not have a child, stand. If you are working in a hospital and you do not have a child but work with children either in the pediatric ward or in shelters that houses children, anyone here like that? Anyone working with any field that touches children, please stand. Church, these are our mothers. You know why? Because day after day, they give hugs, they impart wisdom, they give joy, they surround day after day they pour into the life of your kids and no one says thank you no one says well done my good and faithful servant so this morning the word of god says in proverbs 31 her children will call her blessed so this morning for all of you here let me be a child this morning and i say i rise and i call you blessed thank you thank you You know, it's funny, this morning I walked in here and Jennifer said, I'm not a mother, don't say Happy Mother's Day to me. But I had to say that because I've seen her with little kids. I've seen her with her nephews. I've seen how she pours out the heart of the father. She is a mother. So I celebrate that today and I appreciate that today. You are not a half woman. You are not a half anything. You are my mother and I appreciate how you pour into my kids. Haven't you ever seen that? Have you seen those youth leaders who are not moms, but who stand here with your teenagers and listen to them when they're scared and pour into them? We have to value that because they stand in the gap when we're not there. There's also three very special people here that I wanna say are our mothers. I don't know if Merck is here, is Merck here today? Can you stand up? Can Drew stand up? And can Nathaniel Moliere stand up? Where's Nathaniel? 
have a special love for these men. You know why? Because these men teach children's church. What normally is filled with women, these men, and you don't realize this, guys, because we have plenty of kids in there who don't have fathers. But when you, oh, and Eric, Eric, thank you. When you stand there and you teach the word of God, in that moment, you are filling a valuable role. You are telling kids, this word, this gospel is not sissy stuff. You don't know how many times. Recently, I heard a a young child say about Drew, wow, he taught me about the Holy Spirit. A mom came and told me, and he has a Christian father, but I'm thankful that there are men that are not ashamed of the gospel, that are not saying this is woman's stuff, and are helping to raise our kids. So thank you, men of integrity. Thank you. Wow, we have a lot of mothers in this place. Mothers that need consoling. Because you know what, guys? There are a lot of moms that just got saved and don't know the word. So when you plant those seeds, you're doing an amazing thing. Thank you. Like I said, my Rambo Mother's Day message turned out into a weeping over the mothers of our congregation. And there's one last group that I wanted to speak to. And those are those whose moms may have not been the best. Those whose moms maybe were addicts. Maybe those children here, adult or little, who don't have their moms because they got put into foster care. Or maybe because their moms have passed away. Maybe because their moms abandoned them. I want to speak to you today. Because I can't imagine how it feels. Maybe you feel guilty or maybe you feel just like you miss your mom so much. You see church, every morning people pass by and we don't realize that maybe they really need a mom. They don't have a connection. We are their connection. We are their mothers. I think of those women who maybe want to have children so badly and can't. As I was preparing this sermon, so many of your faces came to my heart and I just began to weep over you as a mom and pray over you. Maybe you have a strained relationship, like Jesse said, and you need healing. You want to make that call. You want to call your mom and say, Happy Mother's Day. But you're just hurting so badly inside. And I think God wants to heal you this morning. So my last group of women that I want to speak to, and men, are those who don't have their moms. And I want to tell you that your God has not forgotten you. And I want to read you one portion of scripture to encourage you today. And it's found in Isaiah. Hint, mark your Bible before you go up there. Isaiah 49. Another one of my favorite scriptures. Verses 14 through 16. The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget you, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. This morning, I think of the prophet Nathaniel that was hiding and the Lord found him. The Lord saw him. 
This morning, if you're struggling because your relationship hasn't been the best with your mom, or if you miss your mom because your mom is no longer here, I say to you, my God has not forgotten you. He has engraved you in the very palm of his hand. He sees you. He loves you. He longs to fill those voids and those holes in your lives. Won't you let him this morning? And I just feel that in closing this morning, church, we need to be a mom. This morning, I feel like just like that woman who brought me to the altar and held me tight and prayed the prayer of a mother over me. I feel that there are women, that there are men, that there are children here who are hurting and need the love of the mother and the heart of the father on this Mother's Day. So I'm going to do a special altar call this morning, and I'm going to take some time, if that's okay with you. Because if something is stirring in your spirit, if you feel that you need some comfort today, if you need healing today, if you say, I just feel like I want to be the best mom that I can be, I want someone to pray over you. Without feeling embarrassed, I'm going to ask the worship team to come. But I have some very special people who I've asked to come and pray over you. If you don't get to the right person, it's okay. It's okay. You know why? Because they will pray for you no matter what. But first, I'd like to ask Pastor George and his mom, Lucy, to come. Why do I ask them to come? I want them, so listen closely, to, to pray for all of those women who maybe want to be mothers but can't right now for one reason or another, whether it's because you don't have a husband, whether it's because you can't conceive, no matter what it is, if you need prayer as a single person or as a mom that wants to have a child, and why do I ask pastor and his mom to come? Because our pastor is a product of a woman that wanted a child for many, many years. Seven years. But God heard her cry. And if God can do it for her, he can do it for you. So if you have that need today as we start, come. I'm going to ask for Diana Rivera and Joe to come. For those of you who have lost their mother, who have lost their mother and, and need a mom to come and surround you today, Diana, well, she doesn't have her mother here with her today. And it might be hard for her to pray this over you today. And I'm so sorry, Diana. But I know how much she has a heart for women. I just feel that God wants to do something awesome with her in the lives of women and of young women. She has a lot to impart. So if you've lost your mom, if you're missing your mom, if your mom is too far away in another country, I'm going to ask Diana and, and Joe. And if Joe's not here, I'll ask Merck if you could come and pray with Diana for those that would come. Because this is a woman who, despite the loss, knows that her father is her maker. Knows that her father will take care of her. So I believe she can pray that over you. I'm going to ask Freddie to come. And I'm going to pray with Freddie. Because we are products of single moms that loved God. And we are products of moms that made it. And we love our moms. And we love our our heavenly father with all of our hearts so this morning if you as a single mom want to come and you need someone just to say yes you can make it we want to pray over you the prayer of a mother freddie if you could just come come to freddie margie and Ephraim, where are you i don't know about you but not every mother is saved and some of you may be sitting there and say i have a great mom but i want her to know jesus michelle can you come Michelle is going to pray for those mothers 
for those children who want their mother to know Jesus. So kids, if you're young and your mom doesn't know Jesus, you can come. Adults, men, women, if you want your mother to be saved, you can come. And Michelle and Mark will pray for you. Ephraim and Margie are going to pray for those people who maybe didn't have the best mother. Those mothers who maybe were addicted, who maybe were homes that were dysfunctional, maybe moms who abandoned you. And I can say this, Ephraim stands here today as a testimony that God can take a terrible situation and turn it into something beautiful. He's a man that weekly proclaims the goodness of the Lord as he sings out. But it wasn't always that way, and I share it because he shared it with you. His mom struggled with addiction. It was hard. But he stands here and he says, my God is able. So if you need today, you can go to him. And last, I'm going to ask one of the most comforting people who always, I don't know, just hugs me with that mother's love. And she's had so many girls come through her house. Laura, will you come? And maybe pray for those mommies who say, I want to be the best mom I can be, but I need some help. But first, church, and Stacy, can you come and stand with her as another mother who loves her kids? Can we pray first for these moms here and these men here, church? Can we just extend our hands out? Because my desire is that everyone that needs this morning would come. So as we pray for them, just come. Come, just come forward as we pray. Father God, we lift up these men and women of God who you have been faithful to, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, for their faithfulness to you. We thank you that they love you, dear Jesus. We thank you, God, that they stand in the gap for many in this church. But Father, today I pray for their needs. I pray for Ephraim, Lord, that you would bless his home, Lord God. Father, that you would raise him to be the mother and the father in his home that maybe he never had and then some, Lord God. So I pray that you would meet their needs in their households. God, I lift up Pastor George and Lucy to you, God. You have been so faithful. God, and we thank you for Pastor's faithfulness to us as a church, for his mother's faithfulness in her prayers, Lord God. We pray that you would bless them, God, that you would be with them, God, and be their help at all times. We thank you, Lord, for Freddie, God, and his siblings, Lord, who love God with all their heart, that they saw the example of a faithful mom. So we bless her today, and we bless their homes today. Help them to be who you have called them to be. God, I pray for Michelle and Mark. For years, they prayed that their mothers and their fathers would be saved, Lord God. And today, Lord, their mothers are saved, Lord God. So I thank you for their prayer that was never ending, Lord God. And I pray this morning for Diana and for Joe, Lord Jesus. Father, just wrap your arms around them, Lord God. Let them know that you are with them and you love them, Lord God. And bless them. Bless them as they've never expected to be blessed today, Lord God. Oh, congregation, just come. If you need a touch today, just come. And if you don't remember who's who, it doesn't matter. Just come. We want to love on you. We want to hug you. We want to pour the heart of the Father onto you. And congregation, as you're sitting there, you know who needs to be prayed for. You know who needs encouragement today. Teenagers, if your mom needs encouragement and you feel led, come. Just come.
supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.